Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. It's Murphy Houston, and yeah, it's another edition of Mile High Magazine. We are glad to see you today, and I don't want to say old friend, Tamara, that sounds bad, (laughs) but a young lady that I've known for a long time, Tamara Ryan, who's the CEO of the Women's Bean Project, is with us, and Tamara, it's good seeing you. Likewise. Nice to see you. When I saw you at a special meeting we call Ascertainment, when a lot of nonprofits come in and we talk, and you'd been on Cozy many times, a long time ago, Mm -hmm. my, you've grown at the Bean (laughs) Project. So, and for those, and I can't imagine there's many, let's just start from the scratch, from the beginning. What is the Women's Bean Project. Well, Women's Bean Project is a food manufacturer. We make a line of food products that started with bean soup, and that's the genesis of our name. And today we have about 50 different food items that we sell across the country. I think the more important part, though, is that we employ women who've been chronically unemployed. So the women come and work for us for six to nine months, and while they're with us, we teach them the skills they need, not just to get a job, but to keep it. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? I mean, it helps you with the Bean Project because you're raising money, but it helps them learn about the working life, doesn't it? it? Exactly. A typical woman we hire hasn't had a job longer than a year in her lifetime, oh, though wow. the average age yeah. is 38. So it's long histories of addiction and incarceration and where she's maybe had a job but not um, been able to keep it maybe at the first obstacle she quits. And so we're working with her to um, overcome those barriers and really become stabilized. It seems to me that when I first met you and you were st- almost starting the Women's Bean Project, and you had like three soups, I think, at yeah. that time. Our original product is from 1989. That's yeah. when we were founded. Yeah. And it's 10 bean soup. And it's delicious, because we've had much of it at my house, and I, I love, love homemade soup anyhow. But it seems like you're serving women from all walks of life that have had issues with jobs and, and with their lives. It's not a particular set or group of people, women. It's All women. It's all women, and the criteria really is chronic unemployment. And so that looks different for every woman, but uh, they all have barriers to employment. So it might have been that she stayed home, and maybe she was in a controlling or abusive relationship, and now she is on her own and needs to find a way to support her family. And she probably hasn't done that, if ever, or certainly not for a long time. She hasn't done it, and she doesn't have a, uh, a lot of workplace skills. And then also, she I think the most important thing and what every woman has in common is that she, she lacks confidence. So she really doesn't believe she ha- is capable or worthy of having a job where there's an opportunity for advancement and benefits. And even if they've worked before, as we've said, times have changed, and it's working is way different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Well, even if you look at the computer skills that are required for pretty much every job, you know, basic level of computer skills are really ne- necessary for the job, but not only that, even to get the job. When we first met back in probably around the early 90s, right after you started, how many women were you hiring then? Well, we started the first year in 1989, we hired two women. And then it was, uh, there was sort of an indefinite amount of time you could stay. It wasn't very structured. We're, the organization was really trying to figure it out. The, now we hire you know, roughly 60 women a year, and we hire on a rolling basis. So we hire a group roughly every eight weeks. Right. And then they stay with us for six to nine months, and, then, and they graduate. So there's always, there are always women coming in and going out. 
And when you say graduate, welcome to Mile High Magazine the, the with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. So Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented so by the Public Affairs like, Department uh, of Bonneville, Denver. Success, now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Classes, and uh, we pay them during those class hours also. And then they're working in the business. When when the women are finished with the curriculum, then that means they're eligible for graduation. And they've also reached other criteria. Their attendance is great. Their punctuality is good. They're a strong employee. At that point, we help them start tr- to transition out into the community, into a job. And then they graduate our program and go on to a job in the community. So while they're working for you and doing the Bean Project, they're taking these classes that help them develop them personally, develop the confidence that you just mentioned a little while ago? Exactly. So the women work for us 36 hours a week, and 70% of that paid time is in, is working in the business in some way, on the production line or in our shipping department. And then 30% of their paid time is in these program activities. That's a pretty busy schedule, though, really. Well, it is, but I think uh, it, life change is, is pretty busy, too. Boy, isn't it? it never, and it never ends. It's always a constant change, it let's seems hope. to be. So let's, uh, what kind of numbers? What, how many stay employed once they graduate? Is it a high number, or do they have problems and come back, or what happens? Well, every graduate is welcome to come back and use our services or um, connect, have us connect them to resources in the community. But I think the most important number is that a year later, 95% of the women are still employed. After they leave you? Yes. That's, wow, that's a high number. It's a really high number, and I think what it speaks to is the fact that it's a, the program is a long enough period of time, and we're really trying to address the core issues that have kept her from being able to be employed. Because remember, the women who come to us haven't had a job longer than a year in their lifetime, typically. Right, right. And so they're going from that, we're working on the barriers to employment. Our whole goal, to me, the most important thing is whether or not change sticks we can do all this work but if it doesn't ultimately make a difference in her life i don't think we've done what we've set out to do well that's a good point and and you make a real effort to match these women up with the right kind of job that fits what they do what they're strong at well that's exactly that's the most important thing so we're not trying to train the you know best bean soup makers of america that would be kind of limited. But we really are working with each woman and trying to meet her where she is and then help her find what that career entry-level job is going to be for her. And that's going to look different for every person. Oh, absolutely. That's why I was asking. It can't be, okay, you're automatically going to go do whatever this is. Right. Let's sit down and see what you want to do. So you, is it like a counseling session? And then you have, a, obviously, a long list of employers or potential employers that you work with. Well, it's a combination of things. So we sit down with every woman and we talk with her about what her interests are and where she thinks she might like to go, what kind of job she'd like to have. And then we do this assessment called Career Scope. What's cool about it is it takes women's interests and their aptitudes and sort of combines them and spits out a list. It could be five pages long list of ideas for jobs. Wow. And what I think is cool about it is there are jobs that maybe we wouldn't have even really thought about or heard of. And and then that helps narrow her focus. And and sometimes she comes to us and says, I would like to, I really, really want to work for Safeway. Or, you know, she has an employer in mind. And so we will help her identify how to apply for a job there um, with a, with a, company like Safeway or King Supers, you you can 
look at each individual store. So there are lots and lots of job opportunities. So do they come with that thought in mind before they even start working with you that I want to work at Safeway and help me get that job? Or is that after they look at this massive list of opportunity that might be good for them? It's both. So sometimes they will know the kind of job that they want to have. And then sometimes it sort of evolves over time. Uh, A lot of women, a lot of our graduates will go on to, say, a production, a food production environment, which feels comfortable and familiar. Because that's what they've been doing, right? Exactly. Or they might go to a warehouse job. And as a a female, there are lots of employers uh, with warehouses who would love to hire women as part of their diversity plan. And so if she wants to go to a warehouse job and she knows that she'd like to do that, we will subsidize her forklift training and she will graduate with a forklift certification, which makes her a much more employable person. I can't even imagine. Now, as you're paying them to work mm-hmm. with the Bean Project, do they have to pay for these other services you offer them? Uh, job opportunities, Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Do they pay with for your that? hosts? No, that's Adam part Morgan, of the program Brown that we Houston, offer. And Melissa so Moore. That speaks Mile to High Magazine we, takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado. So the presented by the of Public Affairs budget, Department of um, Bonneville, Denver. Now, and then we here's your host, Adam Morgan. 40, 45% of the operating budget to fund those program activities. So that gives us the ability to pay the women whether they're working or they're sitting in a class. So the fundraising, is that events? I know you used to do a lot of events. Do you still do that? We do a couple of events. We'd have one signature event every year that happens in the spring. It's called Ready, Set, Grow, and it's our graduation celebration. So that's our time to bring all the graduates who have graduated throughout the year, bring them all together, and as a community, celebrate them. That's good. And then we do smaller events, but mostly uh, we are um, funded by individual donors and, and grants for that, you know, for that 45%. So uh, when women come in and they start the project and you're giving them time, you're developing, is there time when you know they're not going to make it? Do you, do you have to ask them to leave? Does it get uncomfortable? Or are they just, you, you're just there, come on, you're going to stick this out and make this work? Well, it's all of those things. Uh, so sometimes we, um, some sometimes the women are terminated from employment. Sometimes we'll sit down with her and say, you know, it doesn't seem like now is the right time. And um, we'd like to encourage you to take care of, sometimes it's a health issue. That's not uncommon for someone to have a health issue that's really precluding them from coming to work. So we'll sit down with her and say, take care of this and come back at a future date. Keep in touch with us and we'll hire you back. Well, that's actually encouraging. I mean, you're after, want them to get help and you're going to help them. Well, exactly. And so we're not providing the health care or the housing or the child care, but we're connecting her with the resources in the community that will provide all of those services. That's fantastic. And how many women over the years do you think you put through there and have helped? Holy cow. Well, in the early days, I don't know that the records were, you know, they weren't kept electronically. But what we're estimating is over a thousand women have gone through the program over the past 30 years. To me, that's an, an that's a great number. And what I also think is is more interesting is the fact that on average, every woman has three children. Is that right? Yeah. So when you think about the ripple effect. Holy cow. That extends beyond each woman, but to her family. And, you know, we've seen the impact on families because we've been around long enough to hire multiple generations. Sure. Um, I go to work, Murphy, every day thinking about the fact that, first of all, we need to grow. And how we grow is by making sales. We need to grow so that we can hire every woman who needs us. But the second part is I want to make sure that 
when a woman comes to us, our services are so effective and far-reaching that she's the last in her family to need us. I would love to be unnecessary in 20 more years. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great? That'd As be opposed awesome. to just serving the daughters of the women we serve today in 20 years. Is it in most of these family situations, there's no man involved at all? It's fairly unusual. It's usually single parents, single mothers. That just need help. Well, you know, if, if the majority of the support of the household of her or her, of her children is going to fall on the mom, that means she has to have stable employment to allow that to happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is doing it. Right. She needs the help. I was looking at this list of information you sent over, and I don't remember talking about, unless this is a food item, what is the pearls? Oh, the pearls. So this year is our 30th anniversary. Okay. So we were founded in 1989. Oh, okay. yeah. And we're doing a blog series uh, called Pearls, uh, 30 Lessons Learned in Our 30-Year History. Really? Yes. So we've uh, we've published 16 of them so far. And Who, who's picking those? You? Yeah. Well, we're we're choosing them as a as a team, but then I'm writing them. Oh, good for you. So what are the pearls that you've learned so far of the sixteen that surprised you? Maybe you didn't think that would ever happen. Well, I think um, one is, and this was the most recent one was that we need diversified funding. So, in order to fulfill our mission, we really need additional support. To um, from the community to give us the ability to offer the classes that we're offering and and provide the life skills training that I think really makes a difference to the women. Sure. And so the business as a food manufacturing business it is profitable. It makes a small profit that contributes to the program, but we really need to have funding that comes from other places in order to to be a strong program. And I think that I think in the early days. We would have loved to be 100% sales, uh, and we realized that in order to be a strong program, we're not going to be able to do that because food products just don't have enough of a margin to no, allow for and that. and it's very competitive. Yeah. yeah. That's tough to compete. And then I uh, another important lesson on, more on the program side is really that our role needs to be more of a coach versus a case manager. Oh. And what I mean by that is that when when you're purely in a case management mode, you're thinking as the case manager the things that you believe are the best things for the client to do. Okay. And and what that does is it sets up the client to resist. But if you're working together side by side with a client and helping them accomplish their goals, that's way more effective. And that's really how humans work. You know, if we're working together right. to solve my problems, then I'm going to be much more inclined to buy into it because I've helped contribute to the solution. Well, and it gives that particular woman support. I've, I've got somebody here helping me, not just telling me what to do and then walking away and say, oh, you got to be doing this. Well, that and also I think it it helps the um, the person feel that they've accomplished it. Someone didn't do it for me. I did it myself. Yeah, that's huge. It is. And we see the results of that. When a woman graduates our program, that transformation that she has uh, experienced and that is it's visible. You can, we can, I can see this woman literally be transformed and believe that she's worthy of having a better life. How awesome is that? We all wish we had that, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I would, that's what you, your end goal, I would think, would be. Mm-hmm. I want to just readdress the funding. Do you not get any government support for the wonderful things you're doing? 
No, we don't have any consistent government support, in part because we're we're concerned about becoming dependent on that and the, you know, the tides that, that oh, yeah. change, right, yeah. as administrations change. Year to year. Yeah. And so we've, you know, there are occasions when we will work with the correction system or we will work with workforce development and we will receive funding that um, will help reimburse for um, the women's time because it's part of it's, of course, all of our in all of our best interests to help move people move from chronic unemployment to employment. Right? Oh, and the government, the private sector, it's it's good for all of us, but we don't want to become dependent on those dollars. I understand that because I do work with a couple of nonprofits and every year they get nervous about, well, what's going to happen? There's no guarantee. No, there's no. Well, there's probably no guarantee in life, right? <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's what I've heard. Anyhow, So how, how do these women come to you? Are they referred from prisons or somebody they meet and go, hey, you got to go check out the Women's Bean Project? Yes, a huge variety of of sources. So it might be somebody who was referred by her parole officer or her case manager, or she might be in a, a treatment program, maybe a sober living home, or she might be in a shelter. Um, we've just started um, doing what is called inreach and going into Denver Women's Correctional Facility. Oh. And we've hired two women to start with us in um, in a couple of weeks. And so we're trying that to see if when women receive their outdate, if they can um, if, if they can leave prison with a job. That's a great idea. Go out and meet them. And when you say interview, so you sit down with the woman you're thinking of hiring. And what are you asking? What are you talking? What are you trying? What are you looking for? Readiness for change which is very squishy, but it shows up in different ways. Like I can remember one time a woman said, you know, I used to say, I don't want my kids to grow up to be like me. And then I realized instead of not wanting them to be like me, I need to be somebody my kids can be proud of. Oh, that's interesting. And so, you know, you think about that, what, what is behind that is a shift from you, from not wanting your children to be like you, but maybe not owning how you are sure. to saying, sure. okay, I'm going to own it and I'm going to be different. And then my kids will see that example. And so we're looking for someone who has the stability um, or the start of stability. So if she's, um, even if she's homeless, but we can help her find housing or if she's in, you know, having health issues that maybe she needs to address before she starts. Right, you know, right. so there are there are different circumstances that we're trying to um, we're trying to assess during the interview process. But readiness for change is the number one. This isn't we're not a place you come to stay the same. So are there women you've turned down? That have tried to come to work at the, and, and do you have a waiting list? Well, there are women who say, I've been applying for three years and you finally accepted me. So there are always women who would like to come who we just don't have the capacity to serve. So one of the things that makes us different, I think, as a nonprofit is that really for us, sales create jobs. So our ability to hire more women is really driven by our ability to sell our product or our sales level. And so we're always assessing how many women we're going to hire each time based on what we're forecasting our sales to be. We're talking with Tamara Ryan, CEO of the Women's Bean Project, been around since 1989. So let's kind of turn the conversation that direction here, Tamara. We're talking about the more product you sell, the more women you can hire and give them the help they need. 
So let's talk about your product a little bit. How is it growing? I know it's more than three kinds of soup when I first met you, and it's rather extensive now. Yes, well, we did start with soup. We started with 10 bean soup, and today we have six different soup uh Mixes. So all of our products are dry mixes that then you take home and you make into delicious food. So we have the six different soup mixes, and then we have baking mixes, brownies and cookies, oh. and uh, scone mixes and biscuit mix- mixes. And then we have um, popcorn and dog biscuits and uh, dog biscuits. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's more of an impulse buy. Yeah, but that's a nice treat for your dog. Yeah, you love exactly. your dog. Come on. Exactly. Um, we are moments away from introducing a line of snacks. Wow. So we will have uh, six different ready-to-eat snacks. And this, these are dry powdered packets that are going to come to your house. Yeah. So for the most part, so with the baking mixes, it is everything you need except for the wet ingredients. So sure, sure. You would, you'd add the butter and the um, egg and you'd bake those items. And so the nice thing is you have you get the mix, you add the butter and the egg and you don't have leftover flour and, you know, sugar sure. and all those things. So sure. if you're not a baker, it's a great way to look like you are. Right. <laughs> um, and then the soup mixes are the beans with the spices. And then you might add meat or, you know, vegetables to it. Whatever you want, really. Now, you're not in retail locations, are you? Oh, yes, we very much are. Well, let's hear about that. We're in every King Supers and City Market store in the state of Colorado. We're in Safeway. We're in all the Whole Foods in the region. And um, we're in about 1,000 stores across the country. Wow, that's fantastic. we're outside of Colorado also. And you also have a website where you can order. Is that of correct? Of course, like womensbeanproject.com. Everything you need to know about what you can buy is right there, and you just ship it out to them. Yes, and you can also find us on Amazon. Wow, you're dealing with the big boys. We're trying. <laughs> Who's handling all that? Do you set all that up yourself? Well, so it, we have a salesperson. Uh, another thing that's interesting about our organization is that we uh, – are really two businesses wrapped in one. So we have a human services business and we have a food manufacturing business and they they exist side by side and actually really sort of intermingled. So we have a salesperson and and a marketing person and we also have a development person who does fundraising. Well, they work hand in hand. And what kind of fundraising do they do? Do you do like selling competitions or how do you do that? Well, I think they work hand in hand I think the um, development person is selling the program. Okay. So I'll use that in air quotes. Sure. And then the, the our salesperson is selling the product. All around the country. Yeah. Do you offer vegan and gluten-free? That all seems to be so popular now. Well, we have a gluten-free cornbread mix, and which is delicious. And actually, I think you can't even tell that it's gluten-free. You wouldn't know that. It is, and um, all of our almost all of our products are kosher, which is as a vegan something that, sure that one is. looks for. Sure, so that's all on the web page or in yep. the stores too. Yeah, all the information. And where do they find your product in the stores? What aisle? Because I'm a, I'm an aisle searcher, you know. Yeah, uh, all yeah. men are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. In the King Super stores, you can find us by the dried beans. That's where you'll find our soups. In um, Whole Foods and Safeway, we're in the soup section and also in whole foods we have our baking mixes so you can find those there one of the um our more recent products is instant beans and rice and um so you just add water and let it sit for three minutes and then you've got lunch and so uh you can pretty soon you'll be able to find those in safeway 
wow, your your list is growing. It is growing. What we're trying to do is um, is really ex- expand our product line to meet the needs of how people eat today. You know, not everyone wants to you know put a pot of soup on in the morning and you know in your sure. crock pot sure. and and wait until evening to eat it. You know and. Also, people want, you know, smaller servings, on-the-go kind of eating. And that's why we have the beans and rice cups and also why why we'll be doing the snacks. Do you have, a, like, a central location, a, a main, a kitchen-like location where you sample things and come up with ideas? And- well, yes. So we're our location is the corner of 32nd and Curtis in downtown Denver. So it's old firehouse number 10 that we bought from the city. Oh, you've been there forever. Yeah, we bought it in 1995. Yeah. That's when I think we were getting to know you. Yeah. Was the round thing is we talked about that. Yeah. And the fact I think I've been down there. <laughs> it's well, a, I hope so. That's yeah. a cool location. So we are uh, we've totally outgrown that building, and we are currently looking for new real estate. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's an exciting time, but you know, also, yeah, yeah. it's a it's, it's a hard time yeah. to look for real estate yeah. in it's, our city. It's Denver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real hard time. Yeah. Can people come down and visit? Do you have like tours? Or? We have tours on the first Friday of every month at noon, and then on the fourth Thursday at five. And so those two, the great thing about both of those is the public is welcome to come. They're one-hour tours. All good tours start and end in the gift shop, of course. Oh, God, that's and where the money yes. is. Come on. And, well, and also, you know, you once you see how things are made, it's great to have the opportunity to buy them. Oh, and smell it. Do you give, like, little samples and say, try this? Yes. And, and so we they, always yeah. serve oh, food. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. They'll run to the gift store <laughs> <laughs> after they try that because it's fantastic. So if there's a mom listening right now this boy, I could really use that kind of help. How do, what's the next step? The next step would be to um, go on to our website if they have Internet access. And there is a little form that they can fill out that expresses interest. And then that comes to our staff person who will get in contact with that person. Nope. They're always also welcome to stop by our location. And there is an application that they can fill out if they're interested in applying for the program. Well, that's easy enough. And what's the website again? Womensbeanproject.com. And you can order from that website as well as you can find out about employment. Exactly. And the other nice thing about the website is there are lots of great stories of women who have been through our program and been successful. That's always encouraging, saying this really does work, right? I think so. So what's down the road, Tamara? What what you've been there a long time. What do you want to see happen in the next five years or ten years or whatever it might be? Well, the first priority is to find a new facility because sure. we're at the point where it's limiting our business decisions. We're we're being approached by opportunity to do work for other companies. And um, and we can do some of it, but really to um, create more employment, to create sure. more jobs sure. and do that, do more work for other companies. We'd need a new location. I expect that will happen in the next 12 to 18 months. And then um, we will be focused on growing our the sales of our newer products. Right. And that that's probably nonstop newer products. Aren't you always coming up with ideas? It seems like it. Well, we had a great opportunity a couple of years ago to hire a company out of Boulder called Sterling Rice Group. And they worked with us to look at culinary trends. How are people eating today? And what kind of flavors do they like? And that work gave us the ability to create a new product pipeline. And so we have a pretty good pipeline of new ideas. So there are lots of fun things coming down the pike. 
It's fantastic. And you guys have been around a long time helping a lot of people. And the product is fantastic. It really is. And people need to find out for themselves. Oh, I agree. Don't you think? Oh. Well, look at me. I'm smiling, you know, and I'm not even eating anything right now and I, because I've had it before. And it's a fantastic idea. And I'm thinking, too, if somebody's out there that's got a building that might help you that would like to help the cause, they should reach out to you. They absolutely should reach out. Because there's a lot of empty structures still around and people kind of get involved with the cost. But maybe somebody's got a big heart and would love to help the Women's Bean Project. We're looking for about 20,000 square feet. That's a big, big project. So how do they get in touch with you if they say, hey, I got an idea for you? Uh, Tamara dot Ryan at womensbeanproject.com. That's Irish, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as if I can't a little tell. Bit. Just a little. <laughs> so you had Murphy and Tamara Ryan in here. It's uh, about as Irish as it gets. Well, once again, let's run down. Let's kind of back up just a little bit. we got about a minute left here. And again, how do we find your product? Where do we find it locally in stores and on also online? Well, it's easy to find our product in King Supers, Safeway, and Whole Foods okay. locally. You'll find us in the either the soup section or by the dried beans. Okay. And then our baking mix is at Whole Foods. Okay. And again, the website for ordering online? Womensbeanproject.com. Well, Tamara Ryan, CEO of Women's Bean Project, you've come a long way. You've helped so many women, and we hope it just continues to grow and be Thank successful. You. Thanks for coming in. Nice Appreciate to see it. you. Yeah, you too. Keep up the good work. Hey, and thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Enjoy the rest of your